travellers, and welcome to podcast 65 in our series, You Should Have Been There, with me, Simon Calder. And me, Mick Webb. Today's topic is twinning. The idea that towns and cities from different countries should enter into a partnership. It was encouraged after the Second World War as a way of fostering cooperation and friendly exchange. But uh, we wondered what has happened to this worthy cause and whether we should give it a shot in the arm, to use a topical metaphor. More on that in just a moment. First, let's catch up with what's been happening in the world of travel and confirmation that anyone planning to leave the UK on or shortly after the 17th of May, when travel abroad no longer is illegal, will get a maximum of two weeks notice on what the rules are going to be when they return. And my banker for the green list is Gibraltar, along with probably Israel and maybe Malta and almost certainly Iceland. And already I've booked the first flight of that day to Gibraltar with British Airways, although I see in the Sunday Times that Akbar Al-Bakr, the chief executive of Qatar Airways, big shareholder in British Airways, has described the airline as two out of ten. Two out of ten. Does that mean that you're unlikely to get off the ground? No, I think it was simply a reflection that his view is that the world's favourite airline perhaps is temporarily not the world's favourite. I see what you mean. But um, what about the red list? Have you got any tips for that? Well, the red list already exists, 39 countries on it, uh, the latest to join the Philippines, Bangladesh, Pakistan and Kenya. And lots of people saying, well, why not India? But apparently their variants are only variants under investigation, not variants of concern. (laughs) Uh, That's hollow laughter, by the way. Well, uh, also, last week we were praising professional reviewers. We had the wise words of David Else, um, who worked a great deal writing guidebooks for Lonely Planet. Anyway, Lawrence Hurahan has sent a cutting from the Cork Echo, uh, the city that he describes as the People's Republic of Cork and the true capital of Ireland. And it's about a Lonely Planet list of Ireland's top 10 beaches. And this includes strands, as they're known, in the counties of Mayo, Sligo, Kerry, Waterford, Donegal and Dublin, but not Cork. And the author of the comment, Dara O'Connor, describes the publisher as baloney planet and says our beaches have more blue flags than a Scottish independence march. (laughs) But um, having said that, uh, Dublin, weird. I mean, it's not a beach city. I I, I can't see it being twinned with um, Valencia uh, or Sydney or or Los Angeles or even maybe somewhere like Naples. How about twinning it with Bilbao? Because Bilbao actually has got some quite nice beaches, but they're actually uh, miles out of uh, the city. But you can get an overground version of the Underground Railway to get there. Very good plan. And that that ties in with the DART, the um, uh, suburban railway in Dublin, which will take you all the way to Dunleary, where you're almost on the brink of Sandy Cove, as as featured in Ulysses and indeed a, a fine beach. Oh, well, that's good. A seamless introduction to the main subject of the day, twinning. Uh, Simon, have you had any direct experience of it? Uh, yes, uh, but mostly in the uh, terms of travel envy. Now, Um, I first became aware of Town Twinning in the early 1970s when schoolchildren in Crawley, where I was growing up, 
um, at least a couple of years ahead of me, were put on a train to Stalinstadt. Yes, they were. Where's that? Well, well quite. It's a steel-making town on the East German-Polish border. Um, Crawley Newtown, as, as it was then, was something of a, a hotbed of revolution. And therefore, you, know, you weren't going to twin with somewhere uh, benign in France. It was going to be somewhere pretty hardcore. And so you got troops of teenagers taking trains. It had to be trains because obviously you couldn't afford to fly there in the name of international solidarity uh, to Berlin, crossing not Checkpoint Charlie, but uh, Friedrichstrasse, uh, the, the border crossing at the railway station there. And then, well... Just imagine an ugly wasteland of hopes crushed by an autocratic regime. Well, so much for Crawley. A Stalinstadt, <laughs> which actually by then had become Eisenhüttenstadt, city of ironworks, wasn't much better. But um, they did have a fantastic journey. I've And anybody out there, if you or your parents or indeed your grandparents were lucky enough to go to um, Eisenhüttenstadt, stroke Stalinstadt, then please let me know. Well, I think Dr. Johnson would have um, appreciated that trip to Eisenhüttenstadt. Is that right? Because uh, Very good. Thank you. <laughs> um, because uh, amongst the many millions of other things he had to say about everything, he thought that the places you travelled to were either much better than the one you came from, which um, uh, meant that when you got back, you could then sort of try and um, improve matters. Or the contrary, uh, they were so bad that when you got home again, you thought, what a wonderful place I live in after all. But you didn't actually get to Eisenhüttenstadt, did you? No, I didn't. Sadly, um, I'm not sure what was going on at the point where it as effectively would have been my turn. But I think a slightly less revolutionary local council um, got in in Crawley and they decided to tone it down a bit and um, decided to swap with a twin with somewhere in West Germany, which I, I never quite reached either. But I have since been to Eisenhüttenstadt and crikey, being from Crawley, the, uh, the, there were many, many resonances, although I wasn't able to find anybody who lived there who said, you know, I was looking for people perhaps of my age who said, oh, yes, I remember a great trip to Crawley. But Crawley never received that many people from um, Eisenhüttenstadt. And I don't think there were any defectors either. But yeah, there, there, there is a lot of politics involved in this, I think, isn't there? I think that kind of thing used to be quite popular. Uh, certainly my own... Uh... Uh, my only real brush with twinning was when I moved into a flat in the uh, South London borough of Lambeth in the 1980s and was um, rather surprised to find that I was now twinned with uh, a small town on the uh, remote Atlantic coast uh, of uh, Central America, uh, Bluefields. Oh, yes, Bluefields. And of course, at the time, there was the massive civil war going on. The Contras were attacking, attacking the Sandinista regime. And Nicaragua was kind of everywhere in the news. And I was kind of aware of Bluefields, but never quite uh, got there. So so what was the, the Lambeth connection? Well, I think the main connection was that uh, Lambeth was run by uh, Red Ted, uh, Ted Knight, uh, he was the council leader, um, a very well-known um, left winger. 
who um, uh, was uh, very keen, along with most of the uh, the, the uh, Labour Party as well, to uh, show solidarity for Nicaragua, which was generally seen as being um, um, attacked completely illegally by uh, the United States uh, just for having elected um, a left-wing government. Um, but uh, Ted, uh, Red Ted, actually... Um, Flew at the ratepayers' expense um, to uh, to uh, to Managua uh, in in Nicaragua to tell um, uh, the Latin Americans, "I bring you greetings from the people of Lambeth and solidarity with your revolution." Um, this is this was this was generally derided, obviously, by the Daily Mail and uh, and uh, like-minded publications. But uh, but uh, I think it was quite a decent thing to do and probably only cost me about a penny of my uh, council tax. But I've since looked into this in a bit more detail, and I think it was rather odd uh, that uh, Lambeth should have chosen Bluefields, which, um, apart from being um, almost... Uh, unconnected with the main mass of Nicaragua. Um, you could fly there, but of course, most people didn't have enough money to fly. But there was no road connection. It was a road and then a river uh, journey to get from uh, Managua, the capital, uh, to Bluefields on the Atlantic coast. Um, mm. Also, uh, there was plenty of evidence to show that uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the people of Bluefields were in no way... Um, uh, supporting the Sandinistas and probably uh, were keener on the Contras, the um, uh, US-backed uh, counter-revolutionaries at the time. Well, I can actually see your Bluefields and raise you Leon because uh, Oxford, meanwhile, at the same time, was doing something really quite uh, remarkable. They said, uh, we are going to twin with Leon in Nicaragua because it's 50 miles from the capital, and it's a historic university city, but they actually had a purpose. And, and really, from the late 80s onwards, they have continued to do really good work in terms of development projects, um, which has been, I guess you could call it virtue signalling, but I think it's actually been a very constructive form of twinning and uh, perhaps more uh, long-term benefits to uh, the people of Nicaragua than, than um, your Lambeth uh, uh, twinning with Bluefields, um, which uh, I, I imagine probably kind of um, ran into the sand or the um, coral reef or whatever there is uh, quite soon after Red Ted um, departed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's the case. And, uh, and just for the record, it is now possible to get by road from uh, Managua, uh, the uh, capital of Nicaragua, to Bluefields. Uh, the road was finally opened in 2019 uh, and it now takes sort of, I don't know, four or so hours on a bus. You could do it in three hours um, by car. Uh, and when you get there, there's a kind of intriguing um, mix of uh, indigenous Central American, Caribbean, uh, Latin, British cultural uh, influences. Uh, Bluefield was actually named after, I think it was Blaufeld or something like that, who was a Dutch uh, privateer, a pirate of the 18th century, who fetched up there along with lots of other dodgy individuals. Um, uh, and then it was, became British for uh, a while. 
Well, I look forward, actually, I'll add that now to my list of post-lockdown places to go. And, of course, I seem to recall it was also the capital of the British Protectorate of the Mosquito Coast. Anyway, back to twinning. In twinning arrangements, names can actually cause problems. Um, You might remember we talked to David Else last week. We thought we'd look ahead and we asked him whether his local town was twinned with anywhere interesting Uh, my town is uh the nearest town um is uh some miles away i live in i live in the countryside it's a town called chippenham in wiltshire um which is twinned with a town in france called la flesh which means arrow but not everybody knows that so there's lots of jokes about the flesh aspect which sometimes get a little untasteful i do (laughs) wish they'd picked another town well, there is a French town called Condom. We wonder whether that had actually acted against it when it was uh, looking for um, twins in uh, English-speaking countries. And I found online, therefore it cannot be verified, that in 2008 the mayor had written to the mayor of Oakham in Rutland asking to be twinned with it, but never got a reply. I'm sorry to say I do have a rather sad um, photograph of my good self uh, about uh, 40 years younger than I am now um, standing beside uh, the town sign for condom uh, um, and uh, smiling broadly and pointing at it as though it is actually (laughs) incredibly funny. Well, I've got a similar one, um, which is actually outside the um, central Cuban city of Moron, which, of course, <laughs> reads Moron. Um, and do let us know and please send us your 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 pictures. You can tweet them to at you should have BT if you're standing next to something unsuitable in a very childish, <laughs> immature way. Um, it strikes me that we haven't actually... Uh, discussed or indeed discovered anything about what really happens if these twinning things go ahead. Uh, I I did read somewhere that uh, they were nothing but an excuse for the three J's, jollies, junkets and jamborees, but uh, maybe that's unfair. As far as I can see, a couple of things happen. Dignitaries go to the uh, twin city or town and Certainly in the maybe 1950s and 60s, when international travel was really quite rare, that would have been a highlight of a year for people. And clearly citizens could do their own their own swaps. Um, and I guess there was even an element of um, learning each other's languages, which is clearly much easier if you've got somewhere to start and a twin town with presumably schools that could talk to each other. That strikes me as a a pretty good and coherent way of um, improving um, international understanding. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I mean, I I looked at um, uh, the uh, twinning arrangements of uh, a West London borough, Ealing, which um, is twinned with Kais Steinfurt, uh, which is in North Rhine-Westphalia. That's... uh, Germany, uh, northern Germany, on the uh, Dutch towards the Dutch border, uh, and and uh, I couldn't really find much in common between the uh, two places. I mean, Ealing is a London borough, and Steinfurt is a, um, a an area of about a thousand square miles, uh, so it's about as big as Dorset, and has a uh, it, it's a it's a 
a rural, agricultural uh, kind of area. But I was pleased to see that um, the main ongoing activity is the well-established swimming exchange. So there you go. There is a there are all sorts of things that can be exchanged. London boroughs make an art form of twinning. And I give you the example of Hammersmith and Fulham, who on the day of the UK formally leaving the European Union, the 31st of January 2020, they said, right, we are going to twin ourselves with a town in all 27 European Union countries, just to show that we believe <laughs> that uh, that unity is better than division. Now, uh, I've checked, and actually, they're still only at five. Um, I imagine, you know, finding somewhere in in Estonia that isn't twinned with somewhere and would like to be twinned with them. A very a, a attractive riverside borough in London um, it is a slow old process, and I dare say COVID has has put paid to it. Um, in the same sort of area, a little bit further north, there are there's one of the weirdest uh, twinning arrangements. Um, Watford, uh, just outside uh, London in in Hertfordshire, somehow persuaded the grand Russian city of Novgorod, which is, I would say, uh, probably second in beauty only to St. Petersburg, to become its twin. And that takes us on to some of the weird and wonderful, uh, completely inexplicable uh, twins. Uh, Oklahoma City, um, not a great place. The Route 66 goes through it, but it managed to twin itself with Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Um, and Swindon, bafflingly, uh, managed to get twinned with the, well, possibly the world's greatest pleasure hub, Walt Disney World in Florida. <laughs> that is absolutely mad. Um, I think that possibly the maddest of all, and this suggests to me that the uh, uh, the twinning of towns and cities might have uh, uh, might have actually come to the end of its uh, uh, useful life, is that uh, a market town in uh, Somerset, Wincanton, mm -hmm. uh, is twinned or has twinned itself with Anchor Moorpork. <laughs> uh, which you will, of course, uh, realise uh, it is not a real place. Uh, it's a fictional uh, metropolis, um, which comes from the work of uh, of the late Terry Pratchett, uh, his his very famous uh, fantasy series Discworld. Uh, so, Wincanton is twinned with <laughs> with Anchor Moorpork, um, and in fact. Uh, there are a number of roads on the, a new housing development which were given names uh, taken from the book Peach Pie Street and Treacle mm. Mine Road after a shortlist was voted on by fans. And there were, uh, I think there's possibly still are, shops in the town selling Discworld-related goods. So I kind of think that this suggests that the traditional uh, twinning uh, movement has possibly uh, had its day. So I propose that we come up with some new kinds of twinning. Yes, I've given this some thought, Mick. Can I just very briefly, though, um, it, it, I'll raise your wing Canton with somewhere further southwest. Uh, Totnes in Devon, the heartland of alternative lifestyles in the UK. And it was described for a time, at least on the welcome sign, as twinned with Narnia. There we are. Um, C.S. Lewis's land of uh, mythical beasts and talking animals, of course. But I bet Narnia doesn't have a 
vegetarian whole food restaurant to match the willow in Totnes. But yes, twinning can go much beyond just towns and cities. Um, for instance, Dublin Airport decided it would twin itself with another airport and they actually managed to get Beijing Airport, which is um, rather larger and, dare I say, it, more grand. But that will the, the official press release said that would uh, allow them to cooperate to further commercial and tourism links between the two cities. OK, I've got a suggestion for a new category. I hope it's a new category. Football clubs. Uh, And I think I know who I could twin uh, my own team with. Um, Crystal Palace, uh, part Mm -hmm. of the the, uh, splendid town of uh, Croydon, uh, should obviously be twinned with Getafe, uh, which is a uh, a town of about a similar size to Croydon, about a similar distance from the capital city. It's south of Madrid. They both have a population of about 170,000 um uh, and uh, they both have football teams who rather um surprisingly uh, to many supporters uh, have managed to hang on in the uh, premier leagues of their respective countries so um i can tell you for example that today getafe will be kicking off against real madrid at um, at uh, eight o'clock, which is a bit like Palace playing, uh, I don't know, Arsenal, I suppose. Or I guess Chelsea. Uh, is there anything else, Mick, that, that binds these two teams together if they ever played each other? Uh, not to my knowledge. Uh, I, I think uh, this will only happen uh, if both of them um, uh, make it through to uh, European um, competitions, which uh, at the moment, certainly from Palace's point of view, is... Uh, fairly unlikely um uh, in terms of the two places well i suppose there's not uh, a lot to be said really about uh, croydon i mean to be honest uh, or about getafe the best thing about getafe seems to be a hill called the cerro de los angeles with a, a, a sanctuary uh, a rather splendid looking um, church on top of it um and uh, in terms of croydon um uh, um, well, uh, there's an interesting um, museum at uh, uh, Croydon Airport, the former Croydon Airport, London's first ever uh, airport, London's first ever international airport. And I believe that the Surrey Street Market, which is uh, an interesting enough and colourful old market, is the oldest in London. Ah. So that's my suggestion for um, uh, football twins. Uh, I'm going to challenge you to something. Um, Given your um, expertise in the uh, railway area, how about a couple of railway stations? I will will give you um, probably three railway stations, actually. And they share a number of characteristics in in common. They are uh, very large. They are in capital cities and they are not railway termini. So trains can go straight through them, which is unusual, actually, in a lot of capital cities. And they are Waverley in Edinburgh, which also has the uh, benefit of being the only big station, as far as I know, in the world, which um, is named after a novel, Sir Walter Scott's Waverley. Um, There's uh, Kiev Centralny in Ukraine which I calculate as the biggest 
railway station in the former Soviet Union, because although Moscow obviously has is, was the larger city, um, Kiev was the only one with one big central station. And then the magnificent Hauptbahnhof in Berlin, uh, not even 15 years old, but a wonderful uh piece of modern architecture and again you can catch trains to there from there or through there it's true that some railway architecture is absolutely wonderful isn't it and um, probably uh, underappreciated um, given that most of the time you're at a railway station to um, catch a train and not to admire the surroundings Yes, um, Amsterdam Central and Tokyo's main station, actually, I think, designed by the same person, almost uh, built from the same set of uh, plans. So they should certainly be twinned as well. Well, I'm sure, listeners, you can uh, do better than us. So please do send your uh, suggestions for uh, new twins, a different kind of twinning uh, to us. Yes, you can do that. Um, best way is via Twitter, very simply at you should have BT. That will find us. And also, if you prefer to live, uh, leave an audio message, and we're always happy to hear your voices, just go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash you should have been there. And you can see, I hope quite clearly, how to record a message for us. Well, next week, we're going to be exploring travel's nuclear option, aren't we, Simon? Yes, it's the 35th anniversary of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster in 1986. And we're keen to find out how places like this become tourism destinations and why we visit them. So until next week from uh, me, Mick Webb. And me, Simon Calder. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.